Let's see. Uh, there it is on the corner. Oh, hi. Hey, Chris here. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. I was just about to mail this letter. Normally, Randall the mailman would pick it up from my house, but for some reason he didn't come by today. So I'll just pop it in the big mailbox here on the corner. Here we are. Uh-huh. Pick up at 3.30. Good, good, good. Just open the lid and... Oh, hi there. I'm John Avery Whitaker, and welcome to Odyssey, a place where great adventures and new discoveries happen. But why take my word for it? You can see for yourself when you join us for today's Adventures in Odyssey. that some people put some pretty strange things in mailboxes, but <laughs> that's ridiculous. It sure is. Ah! Oh, who said that? I did. Randall? What was I? Randall, where are you? In here. In the mailbox? Uh-huh. Oh, my. How in the world did you get in there? Well, it's kind of hard to explain. But if I ever get my hands on the camera with the skateboard, I'm going to turn it every which way but loose. Oh, I can't believe this. No wonder you didn't come to my house today. Yeah, it's too bad, too, because I've got a whole lot of letters in here for you. Oh, goody, you do? Uh-huh, all from your listeners. Well, just hang on, Randall. Uh, I'll get somebody and we'll have you out of there in no time. Okie dokie. Meanwhile, we'll get on with today's adventure, which will begin right after this. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. Just about everything you need to know about Adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. Hey, Wit and Artie are in the little theater at Wit's End. Looks like a great way to start an adventure. So why don't we? Good grief. This theater's a wreck. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a room at Wits End this messy. Well, we did a show here a couple of months ago. I thought the place was cleaned afterwards. It's what I get for not following through. I didn't realize it was this bad, though. You think we'll be able to find the hammock, Mr. Whitaker? Well, we can try, Artie. Uh, why do you need a hammock again? I don't. My sister does. She has the chicken pox. And you think a hammock will help? It did me when I had him. I was uncomfortable in bed, but a hammock was great. I figure it couldn't hurt my sister. It's no fun having the chicken pox. Artie! Hi, Jimmy. Oh, hi, Mr. Whitaker. Artie, guess what I just got? The chicken pox? No, my new pastime magazine. What made you think of the chicken pox? My sister has it at home. Oh. Well, I just... We were just talking about how awful she feels. Yeah, that's too bad, but my magazine... She itches and has red spots all over her body. Artie! And she has to put on this pink lotion that makes her look like a piece of chewed-up bubblegum. That's sick. Sure would be nice if they had a cure, because she really feels awful. Yeah, well, uh, you'll never guess what's in this magazine. A cure for the chicken pox? Will you forget about the chicken pox? Look, an ad for Super Zapazoids 3, the home version. 
Wow, that looks great. I know, I know. Wow, look at the price. I know, I know. <laughs> well, this is just a suggestion, but if you don't have enough separately, you can pool your resources, put your money together, then buy the game and share it. Great idea. Artie, how much do you have? In the area of $20. In the area? Yeah, come a little closer and it's more like 10 10 I think there's $5 in my piggy bank. Great. <laughs> How much do you have, Jimmy? Well, counting what Artie has, $5. Ah. Well, you could always work for the money. Yeah. Hey, you wouldn't need any help around here, would you, Mr. Whitaker? As a matter of fact, Jimmy, your timing couldn't be better. You boys clean this theater up, and I'll pay you a fair wage. Great. Come on, Jimmy. Uh, just a minute. Now, Mr. Whitaker, what's your idea of fair? Well, how's $10 a piece sound? Sounds good. Yeah, but $12 sounds better. $12? All right, $15 a piece. But we get an hour for lunch. What do you say? Well, I'd say I'm in the presence of a real smoothie. Does that mean we have a deal? Ah, uh, okay. Deal. Wit? Be right there, Connie. Uh, if you gents will excuse me. All right, Mr. Whitaker. Well, what are you standing there for, Artie? Let's get busy. Right behind you, Chief. All right, now get so the what's room. going on? Oh, just doing a little hiring. Hiring? Yeah, the boys needed some extra money, and I need the little theater cleaned up. Oh, it's a pretty big job for just the two of them, isn't it? Well, if anyone else wants to work, I'm more than willing to hire them. Meanwhile, I'll take the best that Jimmy and Artie can give me. Well, if you say so. But this place really is a mess. Connie, did you just come back here to give me business advice, or do you want something else? All right, all right, I get the message. Actually, I was wondering if you had any of those introductory pamphlets from the church. Yes, I do. They're underneath the soda counter. I looked there, but I didn't see any. Well, let me see if I can find them. You're thinking of doing a little seed planting, are you? More than that, I hope. I'm going to see my great uncle Joe. Uncle? That's right. What does that mean? Oh, nothing. I, I just keep forgetting you have relatives in Odyssey. Well, my mom did grow up here. Oh, I know, I know. I guess part of me just still thinks of you as the California kid, that's all. You've been talking to your uncle quite a lot lately, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'm trying to get him to go to church, or go back to church. Oh, back? Mm-hmm. My mom said she remembers him going a lot when she was a kid. But I guess somewhere along the line he stopped. Hmm, well, how's it going? Not too good, really. He's pretty stubborn. I thought maybe the pamphlets would give me a few ideas. Well, they might at that, if I can find them. Now, where are they? Ah, right here. Someone put a bunch of napkins on them. Oh, <laughs> sorry. All I need is one. Well, here you go. Thanks, Wit. Uh, I'll see you later. Oh, and I really do think you should have more people cleaning the little theater. I'll keep it in mind, Connie. Hey, when am I going to meet this great uncle of yours? Maybe you already have. He owns Finneman's Market. See ya! Fin... Joe Finneman is your great uncle? Well, what do you know? What do I know about what, Mr. Whitaker? Oh, uh, well, just that it truly is a small world, Donna. Uh, what'll it be? Well, do you know where Jimmy is? We got a new magazine this morning, and he ran off with it. Well, as a matter of fact, I know where Jimmy and the magazine are. In the little theater. What are they doing in there? Cleaning it up. At least Jimmy is. I, I don't think the magazine's doing anything. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. My little brother is cleaning something? Well, he and Artie Powell, they said they needed some money, so I gave him a job. Oh, he's being paid for it. I knew there was a catch. Would you like to join them? 
Well... You'll make $15. $15? Okay. But I need to go home and change first, and I should tell Mom and Dad. Is that okay? Sure. Great. I'll be back in a little while. Okay. There you go, Miss Tulane. Pour milk and a lot of hope. Thanks, Joe. See ya. And say hello to Whit for me, Connie. I will, Mrs. Tulane. Bye now. Oh, she's a nice lady, isn't she? Yes, she is. And you're avoiding my question. Question? What question? You know what question. The one we've been talking about for the past hour, for the past month. Why won't you go to church with me? Oh, uh, that question. I've already answered it. I don't want to. That's why. Oh, you're so stubborn. And you are a sweet, lovely girl. But I still don't want to go to church with you. Just give me one good reason why. That's all I ask. One good reason. All right. I don't want to go because I already know what's going to happen. What's that supposed to mean? At the service. I have been to church since I was a boy, and I can guarantee you nothing has changed. Oh, come on. I'll prove it to you. First thing that happens when you get there is someone greets you grabs your hand and nearly shakes it off. Am I right? Well, that's pretty obvious. All right, then you go in and sit. And they start off with a few announcements about brother so-and-so's gallbladder and sister such-and-such's rheumatism. She has arthritis, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and next, the music man rises and directs two or three melodies everybody mouths the words to, which is followed by a prayer, which is followed by more lip-sync. Nobody lip-syncs. Nobody except the choir. And if they aren't, then they're squeaking out a ditty nobody could understand even if they wanted to. Oh, then comes my favorite part. The collection of the money. We do not collect money then. We do it later. Oh, I thought so. But once all this is done, we finally get to the headliner. Pastor Pryor Brimstone steps up and reminds us of what wretched creatures we are. <sighs> Uncle Joe. Once a month or so, he'll invite folks to come forward. But the rest of the time, he just wraps up with another little ditty or a closing prayer to catch what we missed the first time around. Uncle Joe! Then everybody shakes your hand off again, and they all go out front and smoke cigarettes. Nobody smokes. Well, <laughs> that, that's one thing that's changed. Don't you think you're exaggerating just a little bit? <laughs> Maybe. But I think the point is made. When it comes to church, nothing much changes. Well, so what? Look, how long have you owned this store? Well, ever since your mama was little. And do you like it? Well, sure. I wouldn't keep it if I didn't. Even though you see the same customers over and over, and even though you do the same thing week in and week out? Well, now... See, nothing has changed in all these years, but you still do it and like it and get something out of it. Well, <laughs> Connie, you're talking apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. And why not? Well, because this store directly affects my life. And God doesn't? Uh, no, not, not really. I, it's not like I haven't thought about it over the years, Connie, but it, it just never worked out for me when I was a kid, and then later on I, I was too busy. And if I went to church with you now, I, I'd feel completely out of place. Now? What difference does now make? What do you mean, out of place? Well, you told me your church is active and alive. And I think that is great for somebody your age. But I'm on the downward slope in life, Connie. My years are getting excited about things passed a long time ago. What are you telling me? That, that you're too old to go to church? Oh, y'all don't need an old kook like me slowing you down. 
and neither does God. Uncle Joe, you are not going to slow God down. Look, I, I don't want to argue about this anymore, honey. I am glad you found God. I, I really am. But as cliched as this sounds, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's too late for me, and there's just not a thing you and anybody else can do about it. But, Uncle Joe, hey, Connie, it... I, I got customers. Well, hello, Hank. What can I do for you? Hey, Joe, yeah, buddy. Uh, give me some uh, milk. Joe. And, uh, We'll hear more of today's adventure in Odyssey right after this. Hi, Stephen Curtis Chapman here. I love stories, and that's why I'm excited about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. But did you know you can hear the story before you see the movie? Focus on the Family Radio Theater has dramatized the entire Chronicles of Narnia series from C.S. Lewis. So whether in the car or at home, families can listen to these dramatic stories from the Chronicles of Narnia, produced by Focus on the Family. Complete details are available at innernarnia.com. If you're like me, you've already figured out that you were born to make a difference, hardwired to change the world. Problem is, it's not always easy to know where to start. I mean, you've got this big dream, but it's a little blurry, out of focus, you know? Maybe you should check out the Focus Institute. The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Imagine spending a semester in a classroom with other students who care about the same stuff you do. But everything you're learning is completely relevant to your life and the relationships you're forming. I really have been surprised that we all have the deep common goal of Christ. And so I've made friends that I will keep for a lifetime here. The Focus on the Family Institute. A world-class education and a life-changing experience. It may be just what you need to give your dreams focus and to jumpstart your world-changing plans. You can find more information and download the student application form at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. And now, back to the adventure. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Mr. Whitaker. Well, what can I get for you on this fine Saturday afternoon? How about something to do? Uh, beg pardon? Oh, he's just got a case of the Saturday blues. Like you don't? Well, not as bad as you. But I guess I do. A little. Saturday booze? Oh, that's a new one on me. It's when you're feeling kind of restless and, you know, bored. Am I hearing this right? Aren't you the same kids who complain all week long about how terrible school is and how you can't wait for Saturday? Well, yeah, most of the time. But this Saturday's different. And why? Because we're feeling kind of restless and, you know, bored. Oh, I see. Well, I think I have just the right thing to chase away the Saturday blues. Really? What? Helping Jimmy, Artie, and Donna clean up the little theater. You mean like work? Uh-huh. Well, Jimmy and Artie have been back there since this morning. Donna joined them just after lunch. There's still plenty of work to do, though. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Mr. Whitaker. But I think we're sort of looking for something, uh, a little more... Exciting. Yeah. It pays $15. Then again, excitement is really overrated these days, wouldn't you say, Lucy? Lucy? Come on, Kurt. Let's get back there and start cleaning. Hey, wait up! <laughs> you know, there's something familiar about this. I just can't put my finger on it. Hi, Wit. Uh-oh. 
I guess things didn't go too well with Uncle Joe, huh? Well, that's the understatement of the week. Here's your pamphlet back. Oh, thanks. Uh, what seems to be the problem, Connie? You mean besides his stubbornness? So that's where you get it, huh? Very funny. He thinks he's too old to go to church, Wit, that, that God doesn't want him anymore. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, and it's so ridiculous, too. I mean, there are lots of old people at church. Look at you. Oh, thanks, Connie. Oh, you know what I mean. Well, yes, I know. Look, you can't beat yourself up about this, you know. Sounds to me like you've done all the planting and watering you can do. It's up to God to provide the increase. Oh, I know it, but that still doesn't stop me from wanting to do more. If only there was some way to show him that God hasn't passed him by, that no matter how old he is, he can still come to Jesus. Why does this all seem so familiar? What? Oh, I took your advice from this morning about hiring other kids to help Jimmy and Artie clean the little theater. In fact, just before you came in, I sent Kurt and Lucy back there. When I did, I got the feeling that I'd, well, either seen or done this before. And when you were talking about your Uncle Joe just now, I, I got the feeling again. There's something very familiar about all this, but I just can't place my finger on it. Well, I don't see how my Uncle Joe coming to God connects with the kids working in the theater. Working in the theater? No, not theater. Working in... Work... Workers. That's what it is. Workers. What? What? There is a connection, Connie. And if things work out like I think they will, it might be just the thing your Uncle Joe needs. Now, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> So this is Whit Sand, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I've known Whit for years, but I've never been inside his place before. Ooh, it's big. Well, there's a lot in it, all right. Have a seat. We gonna see a show, Connie? Well, no, not a show exactly, but it is something Whit and I wanted you to see. What? A bunch of kids working on the stage? Partly. But it's a little more than that. You recognize anybody up there? Well, that's, uh, that's the Barkley kids, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jimmy's over there with Artie Powell. Uh, Whit hired them this morning. Donna started working around lunchtime. And Kurt and Lucy over there came in a couple of hours ago. Oh, here comes Whit. Now watch what happens. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, Mr. Whitaker. Hi, Mr. Whitaker. We're just finishing up. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I think you've all done a great job. The theater looks terrific. All it took was a little organization. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking charge, Lucy. You're welcome, Donna. <laughs> well, I'm proud of all of you. <laughs> and I have your money. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Then we'll start with the latest hires. Uh, Lucy, here's $15 for you. And Kurt, here's $15 for you. All right. Arcade City, here I come. Thanks, Mr. Whitaker. This will go towards my computer. Donna, what are you going to do with your $15? I'm going to go to the youth retreat. Thanks, Mr. Whitaker. Well, you're welcome. And last but not least, Artie, here's your $15, and Jimmy, here's $15 for you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Oh, something wrong, Jimmy? Well... Come on, come on, out with it. Well, you gave everybody the same amount. Well, yes, I did. But everybody didn't work the same amount. Donna started at noon, and Kurt and Lucy came in a couple of hours ago. So? So, we were here longer. We should get more. Now, now wait a minute. Whoa. 
I seem to recall you doing some pretty sharp haggling with me to get your price where it is, right? Well, yeah, but... And $15 was what we agreed to, right? Right, but... Then I don't see that you have much to complain about. But what about the others? What about them? $15 sounded like a good price for them, too. But, Mr. Whitaker... (laughs) Jimmy, are you getting upset because I choose to be generous with my money? Well... You sound like the gents in the parable of the workers. Remember Matthew 20? That owner didn't pay more than the agreed-upon price, and I don't think I should either. Are you just going to stand there, Artie, or are you going to say something? Yeah, I'm going to say something. Then say it. We never did find that hammock, Mr. Whitaker. Oh, well, uh, I'm sure it's around here somewhere, Artie. Come on, let's take another look. Okay. Uh, you coming, Jimmy? Mm, all right. Well, that was a real nice little scene. Do we clap now? No, and that wasn't a scene. The kids really worked today. Oh. Uh, is there a point to all this, Connie? Yeah, but I want to ask you something first. Do you think Jimmy had a right to be mad? Well, based on what I just saw, no. Why not? Well, because he's like Whit said. He agreed to work for a certain amount, and Whit decided not to disadvantage everybody else just because they started later. That's the point. I'm afraid I don't follow you. Uncle Joe, God works the same way Wit does. He doesn't disadvantage you or penalize you or put you to one side because you come to him later in life. Don't you see? It's never too late to come to him. No matter how old you are, he's still there waiting for you. Please, Uncle Joe, come to church tomorrow. Connie. Please. I've got to get on back to the store. I'll see you later. Stop whispering, I can't hear the song. Uncle Joe! It's the same one they were singing last time, I can't. Told you things don't change. One thing has, you're here. <laughs> well, maybe you can't teach an old dog new tricks at all. Matthew 18, verses 12 and 13. Jesus used a story about sheep to make a very important point. He told his disciples, If a man has a hundred sheep and one wanders away, doesn't he leave the ninety-nine and go look for the lost one? And when he finds it, he rejoices over it more than the ninety-nine that never left. I think that's how God feels about Connie's Uncle Joe. Don't you, Randall? Yeah. Uh, sorry we haven't been able to get you out of the mailbox yet. That's okay. Let's get used to the lack of space. It's kind of nice in here. Peaceful. Besides, I've had a chance to read some of these letters. Really? Yeah. Say, I think I can slip a few up through the slot if you want to look at them. Sure, go ahead. Okay, here it goes. Wow, thanks, Randall. No problem. Hey, some of these look really terrific. 
Listen to this one from Sarah Halgrud, age 10. She's from Fargo, North Dakota. Says, my brother Tim and I listen to Odyssey when we go to bed. It's not so hard to go to bed when we can hear Odyssey. Thank you for having it on in the evening. That's real nice. But you know what? It's not just kids writing in, but people of all ages. Like this one from Mr. Dave Pence of Fargo, North Dakota. I just want to let you know that listening to Adventures in Odyssey while driving can be dangerous. I drive a semi, and twice in the last two months I almost drove off the road while tuning in. The Memorial Day story about Vietnam vets and the 4th of July special caused my eyes to fill up with tears. Aww. Keep up the good work. That's great. I love <laughs> these. Wow. Listen to this letter from Mrs. Joe Coney of Salem, Oregon. <laughs> says, we're really delighted with Odyssey. It is the highlight of our Saturday morning. <laughs> and the best thing to come along for children since children were invented. Oh, I don't know about that, Mrs. Koenig. But we do thank you and everyone for writing to us. And as always, we want to hear from you even more. Address your cards and letters to Odyssey. Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, BC, V6B4G3. And don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of today's broadcast. It's called, And the Last Shall Be First. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a production to focus on the family. Today's program was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold and our executive producer Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.